I think it's working. Come on, dance monkey. I it see says live. live. I see people talking in the chat. I love, I don't know uh, how that works. Welcome everybody to the Canadian Real Estate Show Vacation Edition. Live. I'm from somewhere different luckily, than what we're used to. Yeah, luckily not in a Airbnb uh, anywhere because that's a mess, isn't it, TK? I feel well, like uh, if you're in BC, it is. If you're in BC, it's a mess now. But if you're anywhere in Canada, then it's pretty bad in general, isn't it? We're, I feel like a lot about that. Happened. It doesn't apply everywhere. It doesn't apply everywhere. We're talking about that though. What? Uh, how those changes don't do much, but how they only affect the areas where those Airbnbs are restricted. But anyways, let's just like figure this out here. So we're going live. We got our show. We're going to do, do an Nobody hour long show. Yet. There's no skit today. I mean. You know, sorry about the no we're doing, skit. We're doing the skit live. Here it is, real in the flesh. We're not AI, but um, yeah, yes. yeah. Tell, tell me about your vacation. You're on vacation. First of all, where the hell are you? There's nothing interesting about this vacation, but uh, I'm having a good time. We extended the trip by a few days, which is uh, very unlike me because normally I'm ready to come home after like four or five days, but yeah. uh. It's so beautiful here in Curacao, I think you say? Curacao, Curacao. Anyways, we're moving Go here. You're moving I'm here. here, but like they speak 18 different dialects here and English and Dutch. And I don't know what most people are saying in Toronto, but here I'm more confused than normal because it, it sounds like uh, a little bit like French and a little bit like Italian, a little bit like Spanish, but it's not which is pretty sense. crazy, but what a beautiful place. Like really? I can't believe. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's just, if they were speaking like perfect textbook, French, Spanish, or Italian, could you understand them anyways? Well, I did go to French immersion for eight <laughs> years. So the, the answer is still no, no, I would not be able to, but I'd pick uh, up a uh, few words here. And there. It's another language that has variations nope. of other languages that you can't understand. That's perfect. That I can't understand. So, yeah. um, Anyways, we're here. It's beautiful. I'm going to figure out a way to move here because I absolutely love it. This is the best place I've ever been in my entire life. I'm not kidding. And the people are beautiful. They do speak English. The food is amazing. The beaches are crazy. But anyways, I mean, there's way more important things than my vacation right now because they announced a whole lot of nothing this week in multiple fronts, right? They announced... Well, this well, I mean, it, I guess elections are coming up. Is that the story? And we're all trying to win an election now and pretend like Not elections are even just, real. You're just you're always just trying to be able to keep everybody happy, right? So it's like, all right, what can we do that's going to make everybody feel like we're on top of things, you know? And obviously, the federal government right now is taking a lot of heat, right? Because what what does the city say when the city says, "Oh, we can't, we can't"? We need from our money. We Please need, give we need help from the provincial and federal governments. What does the we province say money. when they get there? They say, oh, oh. I don't know. We need more help from the federal government. And the federal government goes, hey, it's not our problem, guys. Hey, yeah, hey same problem. Out already. <laughs> you guys, over there. More houses. We got all right? billions of dollars you know, for, for housing, but I mean, we haven't actually built any houses yet. We're just sort of like no, but the money right now. We're still planning. We're still thinking about the consultations of the yeah. consulting work that needs to be done. But consulting, so. 
We have lots of announcements, though. Like, I mean, what 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 was that other thing called? The Canadian Mortgage Charter? What the hell is that piece of shit? There's nothing in there, TK. It's like it's like reading nothing. Yeah. There's it's like reading yeah. something from three years ago. I got, like I got that's how notes. relevant it is. You have I notes, notes, and there's a big no change uh, circled here. But so they're going to temporarily no. allow. Okay, this is like. The, the federal government wants to basically say to banks like, hey, guys, here's what you need to do in order to be able to make sure that everybody thinks that we're on top of things and that you guys are the good guys. So, all right, here, if we just follow these simple things, then when the time comes and somebody's in trouble, we'll have some guidelines on, on, on how to deal with them. So the first is we're going to temporarily allow them to extend their amortizations. Oh, boss, we've already been doing that. Oh. Oh, okay, good, good, good. But we're gonna put it on a piece of paper now, and you guys yeah, we're gonna really write it down really now. Yeah. Look good now. You guys are oh man. Let's wait. go. The whole point of this, the whole point of this is this. This is the whole reason. We've been talking about it. People on other, on YouTube channels, social media, all that kind of stuff. Realtors, they've been saying, hey, other people are getting these things. But I've had clients come to me and say, oh no, my bank told me I couldn't do that because there isn't uh, something. That's a different a story. But that's no, it's in writing, but they weren't telling anybody because it wasn't beneficial to tell them. Nobody right? knew. Nobody knew. Nobody about it. knew. People at the bank didn't know about it, and so that's well, what why. What about all these fucking finance influencers or all these fucking mortgage guys that are on TikTok and on Twitter? And how come none of them fucking knew about this? Like, it no, seems no, like no, if no, it's no. in we writing, about it. No, no, we we've been we talking about it. The extended amortizations, yeah. Who's not been talking about that? That's not the same thing, is it? It is. That's the very first How? I'm, just, I'm tackling these one at a time here. The one at a time. Were giving Good luck, it out to anybody. The, the banks were giving that out to anybody who, who? needed it. Not when anybody. Getting, when Only insured, in, right? Insured or not insured? Anybody who got Which to the insured? point. Anybody who got to the point, Daryl, who had uh, the need, whose financial... Uh, uh, issues where they were where they were insecure about maybe maybe the next payment that they had to make making or they uh were talking to the bank about what their options were the banks were going people were saying 90 years amortizations we, we were negatively amortizing properties meaning that every time you make a payment you owe more money this is how it now. should be right this so is the master plan what the charter says is that hey banks and hey consumer Guess what you're able to do if you're in trouble? That's what the whole point of that is. The next one there was about fees for um, changing uh, mortgages, renewing, all that kind of stuff. They're trying to eliminate fees, which again, when you are stuck in a position, uh, the banks are going to try to hang on to their money as much as they can and try to take yours as, 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 and as much of it as they can. So now there's a charter where you can go and you say, hey, you can't charge me those fees anymore because guess what? It says it on the charter. Good. They were They're going to build it into the rate then, right, TK? Six, six months. This is not a foolproof plan. Listen, we'll talk Are about you really that. thinking that you're going to get through all these six without me cutting you off a hundred times? I got four more to go. They're going to reach more. out to okay. homeowners six months before their. Right. What is, what, what, is, what is this shit? Tell me, what is this all about? Yeah. Because what they want is good customer service. They get a call and say, hey, Mr. Uh, Frankfort, you know, yeah. uh, we noticed that there's no more deposits going into your account. It seems like you're not working. Uh, your payments right now have been $800 a month because you bought the, the home 
10 years ago and and uh, yeah. you know, those were that's how much mortgage you have well your new payment's going to be $3000 a month and that's coming uh, up in 6 months from now and considering you don't have a job is there anything that you think you should start planning to do mr frankford <laughs> these are the conversations is that the purpose of this or is it more like uh Mr. F Mr. Butler, um, how's work going lately for you? Are you enjoying yourself? I noticed that uh, you aren't making any deposits lately. Are you on vacation? Get through the last three here so we can start looking at the comments. Allow mm. them to make lump sum payments and sell uh, their house with no penalty. Again, all things. That's new, right? That's totally new. Yeah. All right. Wave interest on interest when payments. This is the last one. Wave interest on, on interest. When payments are not covering all the interest, <laughs> so they've they've they're, they're looking at your payment and they're like, all right, negatively amortized. You're 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 not you're not making any difference. There's no there's no principal here. You have no job. On to yeah. the amount of money that you owe to us every single month. So yeah. don't worry, we won't charge you interest on interest. Don't worry, but so, pretty soon they're going to qualify for that four hundred dollars. Well, but soon they'll be so broke that they'll qualify for that four hundred dollar food uh, check that people were getting a little while ago, right? We got, we got, we got, we got, we got comments. Hey, we got uh, comments. JRM. Hey, everyone, looking forward to the show. Hope you're, hope you're still here, JR. Don, come on, dance, monkeys. Where are you seeing this? We're, How do you see we're this? Dancing. We're dancing. I don't know. It's on my screen. Uh, Charlotte, good morning. Oh, boys. Good morning, oh Charlotte. it just popped up on my Seem, screen. We seem hello, boys. I'm gonna sell my Milton home soon and just gonna hire you, TK. I'm happy to hear Wasim. I'm here oh, for yeah. you. MD, Daryl, looking South American. He is South, South American. American. Oh where are you right now? Is that that's in the Caribbean, I imagine, right? Yeah, it's in the uh, Mad somewhere in the Caribbean. Near Aruba. Daryl has Vince Vaughn cadence. Yeah, it's this uh, round haircut I got going on here. I'm rocking this round head. I've never Daryl, get a better mic. No, is my mic not working? No, your mic's fine. Nobody's ever. I lost one, one of my ear pods on the on the fucking plane. Can you believe Tom. this? I lost it on the plane. Morning, How do you Tyler do that? Okay, forget the comments, TK. It's enough. Okay. People are here to listen okay. to us. No, babble. we want them to comment. We want them to comment. Do we? Relax. Is that good? Yeah, don't be so full of yourself. Y'all absolutely cracked me up. Live All right. It's working now, but now I can't see you. I just see a bunch of words on the screen, but I guess that's okay. Hold on, I'm gonna press really the screen to see it. Yeah. There we go, a flip up, flipping up, up. Don't flip. The new Don't mortgage flip. charter is complete dog shit. What the fuck, seriously? Yes, seriously, Daryl's audio is really making this hard to listen to. Shit, TK, what do I do? Don't worry, relax. Maybe you should get like, the comments. But then I can't hear TK. Is that yeah, any put better? Your, put it back in your ear. Put it back in my ear. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Just relax. Don't worry. All right. So taking a breather. We're on. We're on, we're on control here. I'll I'll do the comments. You get rid of the comments. I'll do the comments. And uh, now my you, thing's uh, not working. You just talk. What's not working? Can you now hear my me? My earpiece is not working. Maybe change your speaker. Just to just do a speaker, and your mic. Why don't you test it from your? Turn off your AirPods and just do pure from your laptop. See what that sounds like. So you guys see what happens when we start complaining about the mic now, Daryl's we're Don't complain about the mic. Is it working now? Is it better? Did I fix it? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Good. All right. Sorry, everybody. All right. What what did I miss? 
So we're back. So we're talking about the the, the charter. Obviously, these are all big points that people are talking about right now, and they're just something to put in the news. Is this a nothing burger? Nothing burger, TK. Absolutely not nothing burger. Right? It's just like, come on, guys. Who are you fooling now? Yeah, it doesn't change the market in any ways. Let's talk about it. I'm getting so sick of this shit. Let's talk about the market. How's the market doing from your perspective, TK? Well, the good news is, is that really there's not a lot of people listing their homes. I mean, I, in condos, we're seeing more and more uh, condo listings piling up. But like in the detached market, if you go and try to look for a detached home in Toronto, uh, it's not easy to find a good one, you know. And so like we're getting lots of showings. The buyers, I'm getting low offers on some properties. And you just kind of have to know like what the stats are and what the last sale was and understand where you're at. If you are overpriced or if you're priced right and you just got to wait. So there's a little bit of navigating like that. Because definitely there's going to be people who are going to bring you low offers. Uh, that makes no sense. Um, sure. Other than that, that I mean, time. otherwise the market prices are stable. I mean, detached house prices are stable. Where things stable. are definitely, where things are definitely slipping is the further you get out of town. Um, I know that we had some showings in like uh, Barrie and uh, Rilia and stuff like that, and the amount of feedback calls you're getting tells me that you know those agents aren't busy they're not getting a lot of um showings on their properties right and that hello offer today offers. is a blessing someone just said in the comments <laughs> yeah well yeah any that's, offer that's, right that's what it is is the price that these are the conversations we're having is the price that you're not happy with today in six months you're going to be begging for you're going to be begging for in six months yeah today if you're you like really Geez, have that to sucks. Sell, yeah yeah, but, I see but people the truth taking... is this, though, Daryl. The truth is this, though. We're not seeing a, we're not seeing prices slip in the detached market at all in Toronto. Really? But I'm seeing like some TikToks and some tweets about some pretty significant price drops or losses. Actually, like people, yeah, selling at a gigantic, I, like a lot of those three hundred thousand. There are a lot of those that I've seen. One, it's from House Sigma. So you don't know what the situation is. One of the houses that I was showing not too long ago, they sold. What is that? Uh, the the neighbor, the na- I'll show. I'll tell you. The neighbor sold for a low price compared to what we were buying for, but that's the comp. So that's what I used. And then the agent said to me, "Oh, well, their deal fell through at a higher price, and so they kept the buyer's deposit, and then they resold and all that." And I said, "I don't care. They relisted right. it, and that's all the money they could get. That's the new comp." So when you go and you look at this guy sold for less, did he? Or was that the last deal and it fell through? Because one of them that I saw on um, Jason's. Uh, oh, you don't know account. if it fell through or not. These are just. Could have been you just, have it could have just fallen through. You have to look on the MLS. It's not a closed price? Not just oh, from. Not just they're from not closed deals. Oh, what? so hold on a sec. Sorry, guys. This is I'm too cl- many comments now for me to look at all the time, but. You know, those you are, those are rates coming down. We'll argue talk about, about the economy that. and what's going to happen with prices. And all that no, argue, <laughs> argue about the economy for sure. <laughs> we don't have time to so hold on a uh, sec. Get into that, but we will comment on the on the official video when we release it. Did you see? You want to hear something crazy? So, like, yeah. when we're at the beach or the pool, I like to not be very vocal and kind of keep to myself, which I'm sure is shocking. Um, but my wife tends to kind of gravitate to people. So she's in the water the other day and she's talking to these people and I'm like, oh God, like how long is she going to talk to them for? Because I really don't want to like get into the conversation, right? No. 
And so all of a sudden I hear the girl go, did you see that thing? I, I heard it's crazy in Toronto where, you know, somebody posted a, a half of a bed for $600. And then, you know, next thing you know, I'm in the water and I'm talking about real estate in Toronto with these people and I'm happier than a, a pig in shit, TK, as my dad oh, yeah. used to say. But like, renting these are people from bed. Texas talking about it in Curacao. Like, this is how crazy the Toronto market is right now. And how I don't know if that's a true, like, posting. Like, I don't know if somebody's really posting half of a bed in a master bedroom for 600 bucks. But, like, that went so viral that it got to Texans and Curacao, TK. Yeah. yeah which yeah, is pretty yeah. crazy, right? Like, it's pretty the crazy. That never, our, the good stuff never seems to spread very far. But as soon as something no, they're like, like Toronto happens, the Americans love talking about it. Well, good stuff, but they're like, wow, you know. Look, everything, see, this is so, like, people are so, like, they they attach themselves to negativity, and then they they spread it out, it goes viral. I literally looked up last night. I said, how much can you rent a room for in my neighborhood, just to find out, okay? Yeah. 500 bucks. Just in case, right? 500 bucks? Oh, a room, yeah. A room. Yeah, basement is fucking three grand. A basement, you can you can get three grand for your basement right now, more than likely, which is crazy. If you need a place to live, you can go to Scarborough and get a five hundred dollar a room, uh, place to stay, five hundred dollar a month room, place to stay. Quit whining. You you want to live at Young and Bloor? Yeah, okay. You got to pay twelve hundred dollars to sleep on the guy's other half of the bed. Just on the other half more. of the bed. You know what I mean? Like what? What are you so like uh, per cushion uh, pricing? Jump on right? the subway or the or the go train every single day and get yourself to school or work. Jeez, we can rent you twelve <laughs> inches of bed for three hundred, eighteen inches for fifteen sixty two. It's absolutely right? insane, TK. But, but you know what? Saying, though, but like it's blown out of proportion. We keep people keep talking about like how crazy it is to rent a you know fill in the blank. Well, yeah, I mean, there are. Oh, I give you a great deal. You must be hilarious. You must be a religious man. You must not watch TV. You (laughs) cannot like CNN. (laughs) Most of them say females only. No CNN (laughs) in this place. Okay, TK. The whole thing is just insane. And people are recognizing it around the world. That's how insane our market is right now. Meanwhile, like. Nothing, nothing makes sense at all. Like nothing. So price is stabilizing kind of doesn't make any sense. Right. But like you say, there's not much for sale and other people, I think it's like 18,000 units. Is it just condos? Think about all the condos. Oh, it's no houses. No houses, all condos. Think about all the condos that are getting completed, that are brand new, that people thought that they were going to be paying 3% interest rate. Then they had to go and get a private mortgage. Then they have to go and please subscribe. Then they have to go and, you know, get the, get the mortgage to be able to, to uh, close. And then they're like, I can't afford six grand a month, but I'm only collecting 2,500. So, uh, you know, a lot of those people will list. A lot of people are looking at the writing on the wall with the condo market because of all new construction. But I mean, definitely the condo inventory is building up. I just listed a condo at Bathurst and Shepherd this week, and the last one sold in. There's condos at Bathurst and Shepherd. Yeah, right by Wilmington. 
There's like a bunch oh, of buildings. Okay, yeah. There's, yeah, there's yeah. A couple ones that are new going up. This one's at 760 Shepherd and it's uh uh you know, 10 10 years old or something. And this uh listing of the week. Anyways, but the comps on it, okay? So the comps on it were like the same unit sold for 725 only 2 months ago. And so, Would you list it for? What? Uh, seven twenty-five is what the last comp yeah, yeah. sold for, and now and so we were looking. We were like, "Well, we know inventories come up. We know that there's going to be uh, more options for people, and that the market's been trending down the last two months." So we listed it at six seventy-five. You know, six seventy-five. Get this I'm thing hoping, out of here. Get rid of the top potato. I'm I'm hoping that that's enough. To be honest with you, that's not maybe enough. That sounds yeah. insane. What that is a no, percentage, is. but. That's, Hold on. That's condos. Gonna... That's condos. That's condos. Condos is a mess, right? But yeah, so I, and I think some really expensive houses are like in trouble, right? Like some people went out, they balled way too hard. They got some crazy $3 million mortgage and they're like, uh-oh. Uh, but those, but those, I can't do this anymore. Those, those truthfully, some of those situations, the last one I went to is, um, in um like central toronto so i don't want to say the neighborhood exactly but central toronto nice area they bought for over seven million and now the price based on all the comps and stuff like that because they bought last year was under seven so i think they, i think they paid seven and a half now is six and a half something like that but it was a million dollars then you start factoring land transfer tax then you fact so i told the lady and i said oh. you just swallow a million dollar loss today i said if i were in your position i would be selling my rental properties i would be you know, trying to withstand the pressure and try to hang on for dear life because you are going to be guaranteed. So fees, everything, like you're at $1.5 million like of your equity, your down payment that you just put down a year and a half ago just gets wiped off the plant. I'm going to fight for my equity. Like I, I, seriously, like maybe things don't get better and that's the best decision for her is to sell. I, I don't know. I just told her me personally, what I would do is I would feed my kids craft dinner. I would take them out of private school and I would send them to Jane and Finch. I would, uh, you know, walk to work and I would make sure that I paid that mortgage until, you know, something had changed and people were willing to pay somewhere close to the price that I paid back in 2022. Cause otherwise it's a, it's, it's today it's 1.5. It's like, there's no like negotiations there. There is no way that that's going to be any better. At least there's a chance that you keep your money. At least there's a chance that when the market changes and rates come down, which they are going down. I saw a comment. But I, I think, going down. Rates yeah, rates are coming down, down a little bit. Next maybe, but maybe they'll go up again. Never, Who the not, fuck never, knows? Never, never going to be where they were. Um, in TK, some in people, but my, like a lot of people are not in the position that they got, you know, money in the bank, money coming in uh, and, and have, you know, like being responsible. Like I'm, I'm not saying that there's not plenty of those kind of people, but there are so many people that like beyond overextended or made crazy earnings on bullshit over the last few years that just like, you know, didn't even consider for a moment that the party could ever end and that they weren't like the smartest best investor since Warren Buffett, right? And 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 so those people, they bought like stuff. A lot of them overextended because they could, because people, you know, these are people with new money and they're learning how to use and do things on TikTok from like other idiots, right? So so you got these 
idiots training idiots with new money to buy shit that they don't even understand. And it's like, yeah, we'll give you a $3 million mortgage. You're worth like a hundred billion dollars in Bitcoin. Right. So like, mm. here we go. Right. Like, sure. You can have that. Or you could leverage your Bitcoin as a mortgage. Remember that fucking thing? Like, and it just got way too crazy for enough people. I think in certain places that it is like definitely having an effect on the market. And also, I think we're seeing and who we're seeing disappearing right now is these smaller developer builders that like bought a lot somewhere and like just got really stupid caught at the wrong time. And maybe they got a great property and maybe if things kept going, you know, the prices made sense, but there was no, no plan for what happened. And I mean, who could? I mean, imagine getting, there he is, Steve Karish, laundry time. Perfect. So, so. Like, imagine, you know, you bought this piece of land, you get it financed, and for whatever reason, it takes an extra year and a half than you were planning, which puts you into, like, the worst uh, uh, raise uh, interest rate raising cycle of all time. And now you're sitting there with, with, your, with your dick in your hand and no possible way of paying double or maybe more than double for the carrying, right, for the interest. Like, so, so you got guys who had decent deals that all of a sudden got obliterated and maybe it was their first or their second or their third, right? And, and like, in my experience, Daryl, from what I'm seeing out there, very few of those deals going under receivership. Anybody would be- I just saw two. Find those as good deals. Well, but they were good deals went two and a half years ago when they were purchased, right? Or whenever the fuck it was, three, the some paid, of these deals, the price right? they paid in, in all the ones that I've seen is retarded. Oh, did I say that? Is that politically any, correct? Way above anybody would ever imagine. So the issue is this, Here, here's the issue. I had a good conversation. Don't cancel me. Yeah, all right. Okay, so my parents bought Live. their home yeah. from a builder in 1986, okay? Uh, Bramley Homes, they went bankrupt afterwards, then huh? uh, sold the house in 2002 for the same price. You know what their reaction was? What? 15 years later. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. So un-Canadian. Where, where are these people yeah, from? Who yeah, are they? What's wrong with that? that My mind. When their boomers are buying their houses and they're paying 200-something thousand, they're not thinking about this as being this amazing investment vehicle. They're thinking about a home, a roof over their heads, living the Canadian dream. That's what they want, right? The house was 200 something thousand, 240 or whatever it is. But now when you talk to anybody post 2002, they think, well, if they don't earn 10% a year on their real estate, their principal residence, they failed. And that's the issue. And so that's the mindset that needs to change. So what we're having right now is we're having a switch because those builders, they were in their performance, they were saying, well, I can afford to pay double what everybody else because in three years, the prices of those townhouses, no, you, you shouldn't be looking at it that way. You should be looking at it as prices are stable. And if they do increase, well, then that's a benefit. So here's the issue right now. What about- It's all wrong. What about, I know, but what about your daughter right now? What about my kids? Do you think that they're going to be homeowners? Do you think they're going to be homeowners? Yeah, because we're going to buy them their first homes. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, those that generation, they're looking at us going, hold on a second. You want me to contribute 40% of my income, this income that I just 
managed to be able to squeeze out of my employer because I went to school and now I got student debts and all these other issues that they've got, which we won't get into. Now you want me to contribute 40% to housing when I can contribute 15 and go and rent somewhere else? You guys are stupid for buying a house. Come Why to you do that? Curacao. You know how cheap it is here? Okay. That's, Can I tell that's you? The, that's, that's the shift though, Daryl. That's the shift that's going to happen is that you're going to see people's mindset on the value of their housing. This needs, this needs a generational change on how we perceive housing. This is what we need right now because prices this is a, should be stable. Prices should be stable. They shouldn't be going out of hand. We should be able to create enough housing for everybody so that prices are stable. They're not going to go down. The prices can't go down because of a lot of different reasons, which we've talked about. A lot of baby boomers own the houses and uh, right. a lot of the control is in people's hands who have a lot of money and equity and, and very little debt. And the very few people who are suffering right now uh, own very little housing, very, very, very little housing as a percentage. And so that means that the people who are going to be new to home ownership and the next generation of people, I don't know what generation that is. Are they Z or G or I don't know who's, who's under millennials? Is it, is it Z? It's probably Z. generation so fucked. Those guys, they need to totally fucked. Their, they need to change their mindset on housing because yeah, they are. They have, they're living in vans, man. They're living in vans and tents. Be a 20 year old right now and think tiny houses, dollar house. Right? Tiny houses are all the rage, bro. They're so fucking exactly. cool. Yeah, Generation Z. Thanks, right Charlotte. Are going to be the last generation who care about buying homes because, no. unfortunately, we don't have a better investment vehicle than our principal residence, and paying down that mortgage is going to be the best thing that we can possibly do. But the generation now, who's fifteen to twenty-five, they're growing up, getting educated online, and their financial intelligence and literacy is much higher than any generation before. And they're going to come out of this and be able to look at it and say, I can spend 15% of my gross income on rent and I can afford to be able to invest. My, my well simple account is going to do it automatically for me and I'm going to have this investment here and it's going to be a much healthier uh, lifestyle for those guys. So, so check this out. So I'm walking down the beach yesterday, okay? So we were only supposed to be here for a week, but it's so fucking beautiful we had to stay for as long as the kids would allow us to because the dog is a real fucking pain in the ass anyways so we come to this new hotel for the next leg of our vacation we're walking down the beach and we're like whoa what are those things it's like just like these weird futuristic pods everywhere on the beach okay and we're walking i go those are hotel rooms i think they're building hotel rooms they're they're like these crazy pre-manufactured i wish i knew how to post a picture here they're like these crazy modern pre-built like rooms with a washroom and a closet and a bedroom. And I was like, this is so fucking amazing. Like it was just this empty part of their property. They just plopped like, I don't know, a hundred new hotel rooms. So like garden cars. Like, yeah, looking out on the water, unbelievable. And I was like, awesome. you know what? Yeah. 30, maybe 40 more square feet with a kitchen now. And these yeah. things, and, and like, you know, you fold up your bed or your bed turns into your ceiling lamp or, I don't know, somehow the thing transforms into something livable for, you know, when you don't need the bed. Maybe, you you know, you want to sit on a sofa or something, one of those futons. But, like, it's so easy if you can brainwash the next generation to be fine living, like, you know, in quarters like this. Maybe they won't have necks like that guy what on that, that you, show my wife watching. What do you really but, what do you really expect? Like a million dollars price point. How do you how do you buy a million dollar house when you're you just starting out? 
and you got two hundred k in student debt, and you're making you jump ship. You're making two hundred thousand dollars a year. You know, you're gonna look at it and you're gonna say, so I'm gonna take on an eight hundred online. Where am I gonna get my down payment from if I don't have parents to help me? You know, I'm out of here. Believe me, I'm I'm not kidding. I'm announcing it right now, TK. Live. I'm fucking leaving. I'm going to call the border service I'm gone. wherever you are. And I'm going to put a flag on you and say, don't let that guy out of your country. He's suspicious. And then He's you suspicious. can thank you later. Him, you can thank you. Later. I appreciate that when I'm eating uh, the, the jail food. Uh, that sounds good. Okay. So, okay. TK. So yeah. speaking of. I'll be like, um, listen, there's going to be a well-dressed guy with really great hair talking about real estate in the line at customs coming through the airport really soon. All right, his, that's his right. Person, Arrest trying to make him. friends yeah. with everybody that that you can see, and he's going to have about six times as much luggage as you think somebody who's only been there for a week should have. <laughs> Don't let that guy out of your country. Okay? He's suspicious. There's you know what? And on. Trust me. Every time we pack, we're like, we don't need to bring this much stuff. Like, let's just bring the bare necessities, right? We don't. Need, I wore like the same pair of shorts almost every single day. I only changed my shorts for this, and you can't even see them. I wore, I saved my nice shorts. I'm not wearing pants. Yeah. No, you shouldn't be. You should never be. TK, we should all be living on a beach with no pants always. What is the fucking stupid idea of Canada, anyways? We should all just migrate Canada somewhere. Like, get on the boats, move over. Uh, you know, like transfer everything into some kind of new. Like the currency here is fairly decent. The people yeah, here stay. are I've beautiful. This, I've heard this several times recently. They stay for healthcare. Like here? No, 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 no. People. So I heard this twice. Yeah, that's one of our reasons. Snowbirds, snowbirds. They're like, well, no, we can't go and live in this beautiful can't country. Give up the so free. much better, yeah. and like. A, basically free living over there compared to here because we need to have our health care we need to have our OHIP and we got to be here six months or more da, 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 to the day and it's just like guys have you guys priced out medical yeah health care uh, like actually getting health care insurance no you get med you get insurance in another country like have you guys priced that out here like it's not like I'm, I'm you need to go and spend 200k at the hospital no you go and you get your own independent private insurance in one of these other countries like Look at into the cost of that. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure that in many cases it would be justified to just go and live somewhere with private health insurance, right, and live a good life. Well, and this is the thing. But forget about like the the, the cost savings. That the, the, the it's so much cheaper to live here. You don't pay any fucking taxes. And and you know what the best thing on top of all of that is. Like, first of all, you can get a really beautiful place for cheap, even on the beach, for God's sakes. Not that there's so many places on the beach here, which is kind of weird. But, uh, like, you can get a place for cheap. Rent is super cheap. The people are fucking unbelievably, unbelievably friendly. They drive on the right side of the road. Like, and there's room to grow like crazy. Like, I, but you see, there's people moving here. Like, we went into a store, and it was like... They were Indians, like they were definitely from India, and they started like a, a a souvenir shop, right? And we were talking to them. They're like, "Oh yeah, our cousins went to Brampton. Like they're so stupid, right? Those guys are in Brampton getting frauded to death in the real estate market, and these guys are they living six in houses, houses, right? 
They're fucking cool, living on the beach, yeah. selling like nice people shit all day, enjoying like it's 40 degrees here right now, okay? And they're just like having a good time, right? Then we Think go into the grocery the store. Think about the con in India. There's uh, a sign and it's just like, you know, Curacao, uh, Brazil, uh, I don't know, other nice places. Canada paid triple. Come to Canada. And they're like, well, you know, those other places look nice, but if these guys can afford six billboards, they must. Well, don't say. It does Yes, you should go there for sure. I bet you there's it's a big nice fucking camp. I told you we were supposed to go to Curacao. I told God you Curacao would be a better place yeah. for us. My cousin's in right? Curacao right now. It's My cousin's just fucked us. Yeah. We own six houses, and and the mortgages on all of them are more than what we more than what they're worth. Jeez. Yeah, but they they the guys here probably had to guarantee the loans. So who knows what happened there? But it's crazy. But then we go into like a grocery store in town. Chinese guys, like their whole family moved here, a bunch of Chinese people. They don't even speak any of the languages here, but they run a booming grocery store, okay? Yeah, grocery exactly. store, liquor store, like crazy. 33 people on, on the left. I don't know if that's good or if that's bad, but uh, it seems good. like we're having a good time. I, I I don't know what anybody's said recently. It's called I'm a Murphy Bed. Lots of good here. stuff. Yeah, Indians are the ones doing the fraud in Brampton. Yeah, no shit. It's like brown <clears throat> on brown <throat> crime out they're there. All, they're all. They're it's all, true. Everybody's though. guilty. There's no. There's no one party guilty. I promise you that. All right, let's talk about it. So BC Airbnb. BC Airbnb. Like we don't. Why is it BC though anymore? No, but hold on. This is a federal thing now. This is across the nation. BC. We're talking about just the province of BC. So we talked. Why? About this why? Why? Yeah, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. All right, we we heard from the man himself, Steve Karish. All right, Captain yeah. uh, Sir Captain Laundry, number one, okay. number one real estate agent. He said, "Top uh, podcast in the world." He said, "It's a nothing burger," meaning that it's not going to lead to nothing, nothing burger. burger. There, you, you put go. it up again. Thank you. He's saying it's not going to lead to a bunch of uh, properties coming onto the market that were being used for short-term rental and now being obviously sold or used for long-term rental. So it's not going to because they won't be able to sell. issues there. Regardless, it's 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 not going to be impactful. So then the federal government said, "Hang on a second, Canadians are not supposed to rent out their properties." For uh, Airbnb, unless it's their principal residence and, and the other laws that they've got. So, yeah, hey, remember that to, rule? But from if they the decide beginning? to, anyways, Daryl, this is what they said. This is why this is so stupid. Hmm. If they decide to do it, anyways, then we're not going to let them write off all their expenses, which means, you know, for example, if you had 120K of income and 120K of expenses, you don't get to have those expenses anymore. So, you have to pay the 30 something thousand in tax, which means you're negative 30 something thousand dollars on your investment property, right? And so that's that's what the federal government's trying to do. Right, so that's right, like right. saying this. That's like saying this. All right, guys. Listen. Trafficking. You know what happened in the eighties? Tra- trafficking narcotics is not allowed. You guys aren't allowed to do that, especially if you're coming from Curacao. Which, by the way, you know, there's one phone call, Daryl, that I can make here, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll save you, right? But there's nothing on me, If you are going to traffic narcotics, then all the income that you're going to make, all right, we're not going to let you write off those expenses on all those boats from from wherever guatemala you know know what i mean we're not gonna let you write up all those expenses that's how we're gonna get you like it's so silly like if they're banned how is it that they're saying 
But if you're going to do it anyways, if you're going to do it anyways, it you differently. Like it's such a nothing burger. Like it literally. So what should it be though? Shouldn't they? Nobody. So the same thing with Toronto too, because Toronto's got some restrictions. Anywhere across Canada where those restrictions are in place, they're saying the federal government's now saying, "Look, guys, we." Tax the shit out of you. We did, a, we did all the things we need to do, and we're going to tax them. We're going to make sure that they pay more taxes. Meanwhile, income is just really going to do. The, the real issue is is going to just push it underground. People who are yeah. not claiming rental income. That's the real issue. Yeah. How are they going to? How are they going to step up to that? The real issue is, you know, how much, uh, you know, taxes and everything like that have already been put on real estate investors, and how does that? incentivize anybody to build more houses and want to actually get into the rental market. The real issue is the landlord tenant board, how many people are giving up their long-term rentals in order to just put them back on the market so they'll be single family home because nobody wants to be a landlord anymore in BC or Ontario. Right? Can, can you imagine can you imagine the people at the height of the market who bought like cottages on the water, okay? for like some crazy price because they're like, I'm going to Airbnb this shit for three grand a day. Okay. People will just pay it. Do you remember I went away during the pandemic? Like I couldn't find a cottage. I paid like, I don't even remember how much, like it was like 16 or 18 grand for five days at a cottage. Right. Cause we wanted to be on the water and people were making crazy money on these purchases. And now it's like, Oh my God, not only was the price ridiculous, but the market is dead, like as dead as a market could be, you, you, right? And then on top of it, now you can't even like make the income without getting taxed to fucking hell. Those guys are completely screwed, no? You can't even sell one now, can you? Well, it depends on, you know, the situation, right? But and anything can be sold. We had somebody come to us this week who had a real ten, a real bad tenant issue. And one of the options was always like, sell it for a price that the market's willing to bear with the current tenant living there. You know, right. like, yeah, that's a, a good option for the realtor. Right. That's a great option. But what about the owner? Well, the owner, if he's, if he needs to sell his property and he needs the money yeah. because he's got to go and take it out because he's got another new, a pre, this guy's situation, a pre-con closing really soon that he overpaid for and he needs to cover the shortfall on the, uh, on the uh, appraisal. That, that's, okay. nice. that's, that's the story. Where Selling the Airbnb to do it? Sell the rental property. The bottom line is like, how are you going to be able to free up that equity? How are you going to be able to get, you know, whatever goal you've got uh, to, to have? And at the end of the day, like some of the people, some, some, some people are much less worried about the price of their home because they've had a really healthy mindset. They bought it 20 years ago. They always said to themselves, you know, it'd be great if it got to 600000 and then I would sell it. And wow, what, what would I do with all the money? I can't believe it. And now it's at $1.2 million. They're like, you know what, if I got to sell it for nine fifty because the market, you know, dropped or my tenant situation is bad or I haven't renovated it or whatever the situation is. I'm just throwing numbers out there. Some of them are, are okay with it, you know? Some of them are okay with it because at the end of the day, their mindset going into this was always very realistic. It's only the people I'm dealing with right now who paid attention. I've always said this, the happiest people I deal with every single time when I sell their home are the people who pay the least amount of attention to the market over the course of the time that they own sure. their home. Because sure. when I get people who come to me and they say, well, my neighbor sold this and I go this, at the end of the day, we're going to sell it for as much money as possible. No matter what, we're going to expose it. We're going to do everything right. We're going to put you in a position so that you get top dollar. 
But if you feel like it was worth more than what it actually was, even though we sold it for top dollar, you're going to come to me afterwards and just be like, you know what? I really should have got more. I'm really unhappy. Why did I sell? And it makes the whole experience worse. But sometimes that same price, if the person really had no expectations or even low expectations, we get them the same price, top dollar, no matter what, that's at the end of the day, what's going to happen. Then they come and they thank me. They say, oh, I can't believe it. You're amazing. This is great. I'm so thankful, all these type of things. And they, and they forever live the rest of their life going, I sold at the right time. I did the right things. And they don't have that burden. I have people that I deal with who talk to me about their realtor who sold their home back in 1992 and what a bad job he did and how they sold, they sold, they bought it for 160 and they had to sell it for 140 and their realtor was an idiot. And I'm like, to carry that resentment around your whole entire life is such a travesty. Like you've wasted so much energy on that, that, that situation. It's important shit to people. It's the biggest thing that anybody it's ever buys, baggage. right? It's baggage. And it's baggage. They, they, yes. they tell me, look, TK, we're, I mean, we trust you. They didn't make sure sell anything. We go through everything properly. Everything's done right. They sell, they, they think, oh, that's fantastic. And they, they live a happy life. So don't pay attention to the market if you're going to sell. Don't pay so attention to the market, right? So, no. so, so when, it's not when it's somebody... time to sell, you do. When you time, when it's time to sell, that's when you. Then you start paying attention. Hopefully, it's not time to sell in a deep, deep valley of depressionary hell. So you right? shouldn't be selling because of a price. You should be selling because the only person I've ever met who sells property is because they need the money that they have on that property. Otherwise. You would just leave it there. And if your tenant issues, leave it vacant. If you got maintenance issues, hire somebody. It's always about I'm selling because I need the money. And so, okay, so but, when you need the money, it means there's something else better out there for you to put that money into. Therefore, that's got higher value and purpose. And that's the time to sell. It's the best time. Whatever the market conditions are, are going to be the market conditions. You really can't control them. Well, so you were talking about pre-con and then I saw somebody uh, put a comment in that pre-con is the biggest scam of all time. Right. And mm. I think that's probably geared or directed towards the, the evil developers that, you know, force people to buy pre-construction like so much before the buildings built. But it's a misconception, TK. It's not true. The developers are forced to sell them early in order to get the money they need to build the building to give the people the housing, right? And it's the yeah. system that perpetuates the scam. It is a scam. I'm not denying that, okay? It's the most fucked up, wrong, idiotic system out there. But it was created in a time where there was way too much inventory left over because we didn't do that. And the banks gave the developers all the money before it was sold, right? And then all of a sudden, it's like Miami when there's 18 thousand units like built and empty and can't sell and there's still more buildings being built right but they're yeah. they're empty and they can't be sold right and so they 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 try and fix things and and this is what we're even this is the main theme here is the airbnb bullshit the canadian mortgage charter bullshit like it's all um a bunch of idiots just trying to, right? No, not even a distraction. It's a bunch of idiots actually trying to fix things, but they're idiots. They don't know how to fix things in the public they sector. They can't fix right? things. They can't fix things. Guess they can barely do what they're supposed to do. Okay. They're a bunch of, not all of them. I'm sure that there's some really great politicians somewhere doing something good for the constituents that they 
uh, rule over. But I don't find that to be the case in our empire in Canada that this true dick guy's running into the ground at a rapid, rapid pace. So, so the evil developers are running the biggest scam ever, okay, right? This is how a lot of people perceive it, while trying to get the only fucking fix possible out in inventory, right? While everybody's attacking them, right? Because interest rates are attack on real estate, okay? So you're who are you attacking? You're attacking everybody in real estate. And like, who's the most necessary person to balance off stock in the real estate market, right? Especially when you're bringing in 3 billion people a month, right? By plan and, and really don't plan on slowing down, right? So you, 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 you give, not only do you not give us tools, you pretend you're giving us tools, but then you fucking stab us to death in the back while you're going here. We're going to make, give you like some more density, but you'll never be able to build the thing because costs are too high. Interest rates are crazy. And even though we're at 3.1% right now, which is fantastic, I thought that was somewhere near where we were aiming for, it's not time to cut rates yet, guys, because though it would be way worse, TK. It would be way worse to have more inflation creep back in and for those numbers to climb up than our recession, right? Said, but they have no that, they have that data a fucking person in you government sound, ever. You sound, you sound uh, sarcastic. They have the data to show that back in the 70s when inflation got out of control and that they let their foot off the brake on the economy too soon, that inflation came back worse than ever. They, they need to put it. It's like a fire. You know what I mean? Like you got to you got to yeah. make sure that, that fire gets put out and then you got to pour water on yeah. it. And let it sit. Then you got to wait overnight. And then you can, you know, go home for the weekend. Fuck and, that, man. You know, so take about it, the place burning down. That's what but it take is. it from zero to three, bro. Take it to three. Let's see how three feels for like a year. Let's see if three does anything. You know what? Stop letting people bring garbage furniture in from China and selling it to us. Stop letting Amazon bring shit in from all over the world and sell it to us in garbage and create more inflation with all the fucking oil that this consumes, with all the fucking extra costs. Like, how is there not extra costs right now, bringing right shit now, from do you know, China? Out of that, out of that 3.1%, out of the 3.1%... Uh, all shelter. Do you know what? Do you know what? Yeah, 1% of that is mortgage interest. Yeah, and do you know what's even crazier and even scarier? The amount of people that have renewed is like a fraction. And the average, okay, the average rate out there right now is like 5.85%. But the average person, the average mortgage out there is still at like 2.8 or 2.6. So, yeah. like, nobody's at the high interest rates yet, yet somehow it makes up such a gigantic piece of the CPI component for shelter. And it's fucking up the rental market too, right? Because you're paying 600 bucks to sit beside Apu in his bed, right? Well, hopefully he works the night shift. You know what I mean? Well, you guys can hopefully just he That's yeah. what I want to share a bed with. I want to share a bed with the guy. So as I'm waking up, he's going to sleep. And I'm like, all right, see you later, bud. Yeah. Hopefully he didn't leave anything in the bed for you, TK. Because that's yeah, gross. Well, but it's supposed to be a female. Hey, guys, 
you you could always, you can always change the sheet. Like, he's so positive all the right? time. You know, you're all change about solutions. Find somebody who's on a night shift and say, "Look, you take day, I'll take nights. We'll share the same bed. That's it. I mean, as long as you got your own toothbrush, what's the harm?" But um, in all seriousness, most of the people who have mortgages, because the big they're talking about. 41% of RBC's mortgages are going to fixed rate mortgages are going to be renewed in August next year. Most of these people have very little mortgages. Most of these people can change their amortization. Most of these people have got no issues making those payments whatsoever. It's a very small portion of the population who bought homes between uh, 1920 and uh, 2022 who had a variable rate or have a fixed rate. Those fixed rates for them vast majority of them if they did get a fixed rate in 2022 is not going to be up until 2027 there's a long time for them to be able to figure things out so everyone's got all these talks about you know next year and all that kind of stuff believe me i'm i'm talking to the actual people in the situations all the slow guy who can't swim he's fucked issues over and over again i bought over and over again i I got a porsche i I got a boat variable rate those type of things. The same story over again. Those people, they're screwed. I don't know. I honestly, I can't help most of them when they when they come to us. But, but the system perpetuates those guys. They make really it. The system creates those guys, right? Yeah. Realtors sell them the land, right? The the mortgage broker gets them the mortgage. The bank gives them the money, right? The appraiser tells them it's worth that much, right? The cost consultant says yes. You can build it for that price. And then six months later, he goes, oh, no, you can't build it for that price. And all of a sudden, Tiff hits a, a big hammer in that six months with 2.5 bips or whatever you call them, right? 2.5% higher interest rates. And you're like sitting there going, oh, damn. Nobody, it's nobody, feels bad for, nobody, feel bad, no, nobody feels bad. That's for crazy that. because those guys... You, Listen, you can't, okay, what you can't the villainize them. Okay, but what about the restaurateur? What about the guy who you know started up his own travel agency? What about the guy like there's restaurant so business is that dumb to begin with? Yeah, that's what people will say about developments. There's no, but you need it. It's a need. It's a need. I it's a need. need. I need more restaurants. You don't need to eat in a restaurant, you spoiled little brat. It's a Come on, that comes with risks. you need to live in a house. Everybody going into business knows the risks. Nobody feels bad for anybody when they choose to follow their passion. No, but we shouldn't okay. be there. You know, like, on that restaurant, George. Ah, Guess ah, what? Ah, Get back up and try it again. Guess what? Try it again. You didn't make money on this project. Keep going. Yeah. Do it. Hoorah. That's it. When it comes Hoorah. to the these are the people who people care about. This is who the, the, the voters care about. This is who the politicians care about. These are the people whose lives are always going to be the ones that they're considering the most. Right, and those people have a lot of what about, options. And we've but what about, about the, the kids? Options. What about the kids crying on TikTok? Listen, you you can't afford to even eat. They own they own a home. They can rent out their room. They can even rent out half of their bed now. I they can rent out article is, half the bed Darryl, in the tent. In the tent, Daryl. People, listen. I'm gonna get a new one right here. Okay, okay. First of all, <laughs> some people didn't know you could rent out the half of your bed. So now there's okay. a whole new business model. So let me finish, Gerald. Stop interrupting. Whoa. Now you just came Traction up with an even beds. better one. You can you can get a tent and put it in your living room. Oh, and you can say and rent- private accommodations. 
and right. rent out the tent in your living room space. It's in half the tent. <laughs> Listen, you got options. Stop Fractional reverse tent ownership. Interior <laughs> tent ownership. I'm not being. I'm not being insensitive. Whoa. I do. I do. I do really. Care. I think you're being horribly insensitive right now, to TJ. Make light of the situation is, is instead of complaining. Instead of complaining, find options for yourself. Figure out what's going to be the best thing to do. There are options. Selling should be the last option when you're going to take a loss. It really should be. You shouldn't be looking at just But that makes it a bigger up. loss. If you don't get ahead of it, that makes it a bigger loss. And that's what Mark was saying last week Listen, in our best fight, episode of all time. Fight, it's like it's the last thing. Fight for your equity. Right. So you lose equity. the car. You lose the credit card. You lose the line of credit that's unsecured. You, you yeah. borrow money from Felipe and you, you lose a leg, but that's okay. Keep the house yes. because while all that other stuff is crumbling away and disappearing and your life is going to shit, the house price is going up and everything's okay. Or did I miss something? Listen, if you cut back on expenses and you're able to increase the income that you're generating from your home and have a okay? 25 year that's time why, horizon. Listen, that's why, maybe. that's why the Airbnb rules, that's why the Airbnb rules don't apply. These new rules, these changes aren't affecting principal residences in Toronto and Vancouver. You can still have your principal residence um, rented out. Right. And so why? Because yeah, you need to be able to look at, listen, there's even Turo, the, the one for your car that you could do, where you could rent out your car a couple of days a week, like find solutions. Call the realtor, find out what it's worth, find out what your options are. But there's a ton of people who the realtor is going to say, oh, you need to sell. The market's going down. Da, 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 da. No, there's a good chance that you waiting is going to benefit you and you're going to make it through. Every single time in history has proven that that is true. But it's how do you weather the storm? Those developers don't have the ability to carry that extra interest. It's just not available to them. They can't rent out the parking lot or you know, increase the commercial tenancy rents or whatever type of building they own to develop on. They don't have the ability to create additional income streams, which hopefully they they, they have already looked into those because they should have been doing that during the time of their development and application anyways. But the bottom line is, which you've done, but what I'm trying to say is when a, a principal resident, a person who's struggling, should be out there looking right now for as many different options as they can, Airbnb, cutback expenses, and figure out how to be able to weather the storm as long as they can. I think that that is the opposite of what you should do, especially if you're older, because you don't have the time. You need to sell that fucking place for as much as you can. They do. They do because people have fixed. Yes, listen, you buy a place. There's old people like in the early 70s that bought a place at the peak. Okay. Name one. Name one that you know of personally. I know one very personally that will, no, 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 related to me, okay, like very close, I would definitely not like the idea of me mentioning who they are, but I know it for a fact, bought at peak, beautiful place, fully renovated, like amazing, but then, yeah, boom, right, and, and yeah, maybe they didn't have a giant mortgage on the place, but they oh. never calculated the fucking carrying costs, even if it's a $250,000, okay, tiny little thing, 
No one did the calculation that their payment would have to more than double. Okay, and so if you're on a fixed income. This is why, because that scenario doesn't count. Because why? if I were to go to some, because if I were to go to some. None of them you know, count that I say. Because listen, it's like when I talk to my wife, TK. You keep yelling. You keep, you keep yelling. You keep yelling. It's annoying. Sure. So when 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 people when people are dealing with these type of situations, and someone's got two hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of mortgage, and you say, "Look, you've got to pay an extra thousand dollars a month right now, or we can sell your property and you take a half a million dollar loss or a, a huge loss, right? Way bigger. It doesn't make sense to sell. So these people aren't the situations. The other situations that are out there are. People have now increased, you know, a couple thousand dollars a month. It's really stressful. They really can't handle it anymore. And, so you know, when they go, to, when they go to look at their, um, uh, you know, equity situation, they realize that, yeah, if they had sold it for, you know, 1.2 last year, they would have been doing really well. And right now, if they sold, it, it's going to be 900, for example. Right. So now it's just like, okay, these are very stressful situations. They, they say to themselves, well, maybe I should just sell and get out because I have those two grand and it doesn't make sense. They should look at their, 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 their ability to create more income, to create less expense, uh, drop down uh, their expenses. So that $2,000 a month can maybe go down to $1,000 a month or, or 500 or eliminate it completely. Find those solutions because for them to take a $300,000 loss at 30, 40, 50 years old is a big deal. Right. But the people with small mortgages, they'll never consider that. There's no way. There's no rational person who would say, well, I'll just if I save 12 grand a year in interest. I'm going to just lose 500 K. They're not going to do that. Right? Never going to happen. People need to people need to know that because there might be an agent telling them that it's a good idea or, or, or something. But weather the storm, like weather the storm is the name of the game right now. And that's why we don't have a lot of listings. This isn't like my thinking. This is not Right. Because like everybody's weathering that. the storm this for sure. Most people's logical, rational thought on the situation. We don't have a lot of properties for sale that are uh, detached, that are, you know, in demand right now. And most people who are transacting in every situation that I know of, there's a need. There's no more people out there speculating like on an investment side. And there's no more people who are selling on the uh, listing side saying, oh, I'm just going to, you know, test the market because I think that, you know, right now is a good time to sell. People have a genuine need. So if you, if you go into a listing, you know for sure. These guys are on the market and they're priced reasonably well. Like there's a reason they're selling. And if a buyer is out there actually shopping, like no buyers seem to want to buy right now, which blows my mind because it's, you know, always do what the opposite of all the other buyers are doing. That's the best way to do anything. But anyways, uh, if there are buyers shopping right now, they're motivated. Like they want to get into a home. Like they want to have a roof over their head and they got things going on, right? But it's one thing to come into the new market at the new numbers and make it make sense, right? And be able to handle it, right? But it's another thing. I, like there's this, there's this like middle component of probably 30 to 50 year olds that took a million dollar mortgage or more, right? That were living pretty. And all of a sudden, like, it's not looking so pretty and they're hanging on and they're hanging on. And, you know, people keep teasing interest rate cuts and they're like, oh, if they just cut by this time, I can like ride out the storm like TK is telling me to do. Right. And everybody's telling me to do. And it's not like bad advice. It's not even a bad idea. But it's like there's a, I think there's a decent component of the population that like can't hang on for too much longer and they've already been hanging on for a while or they just see the writing on the wall and they're like if things turn around and prices start going up again everything will be okay and yeah i'm sure there's a 
a bunch of the population that's like, yeah, can we just rent out the basement for however long we have to, we'll get to keep the house and maybe we'll sell for even one day or maybe we'll make more money. I, that's the next thing. It's like, how come, and I don't have an answer to this, but how come most of the pundits are certain that like, this is going to be a long one. Like this is going to be long. And, and how come, like 2008, 2009 was like a year. Like how come prices cranked or crashed for a lot of people? People got decimated within a year. The People got rinsed out of the market, right? And then it was like the price went friggin' bananas again and got back to like higher than where it was at before things fell. And now people are just so certain that it has to be higher for longer and because Tiff says, you know, it's not the right time to cut rates. If you're not going to cut rates, and yeah, you can point to yes, rate law, uh, fixed rates are dropping like a little bit. They're dropping, but are they like how? How come there's so much certainty with the duration of this one out there? I think I mean, like you said, the pundits. So obviously, some people are going to already have their own ideas. But compared to 2008-9, like this one's way worse. And like we didn't really have any issues in 2008 and 2009. It was more just about liquidity. It was just more about, you know, perception. But overall, people in their personal finances were doing uh, pretty well, right? There was very little uh, external factors, whether it would be the economy or unemployment and, and everything else. Um, this, this time around, obviously... I used to think maybe the 89-90 crash was was really similar, but like what people seem to be talking about a lot is how things were in the early 80s. So I don't really know a lot about that, to be honest with you. Like it's not something that we talk about a lot because obviously Frank and my dad were a big part of the 1991. So I learned a lot about those times from them and how things were in the 90s. But you would have to talk to an agent, like in my world, you'd have to talk to an agent who worked the 70s and then went through the early 80s. My dad got licensed in 83 or something like that. So, you know, he, he's not somebody who I, who I got a lot of information from. And Frank was shortly after that. But definitely a lot of people are talking about this was very similar to the way it was in the early 80s and how people were, um, you know, impacted by higher interest rates. And then the interest rates skyrocketed up, you know, and those debts that they had. I remember there was a commercial that um, Nick, my buddy Nick posted, but I'm sure that it's going around. But uh, it was like this guy's like you know, I got my home and now the new mortgage interest rates, 14% and my payments going up $200. I can't afford to pay that. I can't pay that extra $200. I got to sell, you know, and there's a lot of people like that. Right. So I think just the fact is the last 20 years, this generation, their home is their most important thing. They don't want to tell their friends that they're in trouble. They don't want to look like they're, they're not succeeding. All of their friends have all made a ton of money right. in real estate and that they all, they feel stupid if they don't make, 10% a year appreciation, like I said, which is totally outrageous for even that mindset to exist, but it does exist. And I think right. that the majority of the people who own properties right now who are in trouble will find a way to weather the storm. They will beg, borrow, and steal until they can get through this one way or another to be able to come out and say, I didn't take a loss on that one. And that that's yeah. the difference today is that there's going to be much less people who are going to be just throwing up the, the, the white flag. In 2008, yeah. nine in the States, there was people who owned the keys in the mailbox thing was because these people were just given these homes on the ninja loans, right? No income, no job, no assets. And so They're they walked in down. there with no equity. 
They walked yeah. in there with no equity. Now their payments are, you know, more because of the type of mortgage that was issued, which we don't have those type of mortgages. So then they were like, why am I doing this? Like here, bank, take the house. And so because there's so many of those, it became, you know, much more profound. But in our, in Canada, we have a much healthier banking system. The people who own all the real estate aren't doing that bad. Is this going to last a long time? Like are the residuals from this, from the 2020 to 2022 market going to be here for 10 years? Absolutely. Right. But it doesn't mean that we're going to be in a declining market. It doesn't mean that uh, people are going to lose their homes during that time. It just means that people are going to be making choices on what they spend their money on for the next 10 years because of the decisions they made during 2020 and 2022. So that takes money out of the economy, which affects the economy overall. What's the government's solution? Obviously, they're bringing in more people. In order to Laneway Suites. Get more, get more activity in the economy so oh. that, that money can go oh. around and that those other businesses will be supported. And so, you know, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting thing that I don't think there's any, like... Uh, historical point that someone could say for sure with certainty like oh well because this happened we know exactly how this one plays out but yeah there's gonna be a lot of people guessing and um you know i'm 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 an optimist and i'm somebody who's you know wants people to be okay and i don't want anybody to struggle more than they need to and so that's why these i that's my my mentality right now is trying to tell people not to sell if they don't need to trying to look at people's situations if it's not right for them to hang on to their home find solutions to be able to generate more income or reduce your expenses and let's let's wait and see you know and if you're so, right now living in a if you're right now living in one of those tents in the guy's one bedroom apartment because he's already rented out half of his bed and now he's renting out the living room to you and your girlfriend living yeah. in a tent and you don't want to wow. pay rent because three thousand dollars a month's rent for your own place doesn't make sense for you to throw away 36 grand a year then yes it's a good time to buy because right now you we weathered the store and you can but, and you can find the right property and you can get a home inspection and you can have yeah. your financing condition and you can negotiate and you can do all these things. And there's nobody after 30 years who own their home who ever look back and say, you know what? I wish I paid 10% less back in 1992 for this house. I would have had a much better life. There's nobody I've ever had that conversation sure. with, even the people who bought at the peak in 1989. So once we you bought- buy a home and you live there for 30 years, whether you pay right now 700 900 1.2 million it might go down a little bit it might go up a little bit but 30 years later it'll be a distant memory you won't even know and so you're sacrificing your life because you watched our youtube channel today and we told you to you know hang on to your your hat here and sleep in that tent for an extra couple of years i don't know to me that's not a good life but everyone do you remember it. back in 2023 we made it through that storm by first renting out the basement and after that didn't really help. Do you remember we split up the main house into four illegal units? That was pretty fun. We just kept one of the units for ourselves. But that didn't even do it. So remember when we took out that loan to build that laneway suite in the back for half a million dollars? That you know we figured we would rent out for eight thousand dollars a month. Um, well, you know that wasn't the best decision either. But. It wasn't, it wasn't a Thank decision. God we watched the Canadian real estate show and we went in the store because now, awesome tents. now that we have, you know, the pop-up tent field in the backyard and the laneway suite and we've rented the garage of the laneway suite and um, all of that barely got us by. We are now breaking even on the sale <laughs> price of our house. 
And, you know, I've even got solar panels on my roof. Right? By the way, I, I had to steal from a farmer in his field. But regardless. That's I mean, a whole other listen, story. I'm, right? I'm so I'm so like dead serious. That's what I'm talking about. Daryl. <laughs> like, right? Yes, that's the advice that I'm giving. I know. But listen, it may not be realistic or like it doesn't make sense. It's not what I would want. But I know personally I cannot change anything about <laughs> the government or the policies of the market. Like I'm 100% sure me talking on this show will change nothing. So the only hey. thing that I can do is like in my life, at my house, what can I do to change my surroundings in order to survive the next 10 years? These are the things that I would do. You don't like it. Don't do them. I really. So, but, so, but TK, guess what? Like, did you hear they just what? they just opened up fifty tiny homes in Peterborough. Um, like you know what? Okay, last thought because actually we have to end now. But we have to end right now. Was about your Curacao thing? Was this is what everyone should do? We talked about this before. This is super Jetsons. Okay, you got this sure. little tiny home. It's your home. All right, it's your box that you live in. It's got everything you need, and it's like a Lego where everything just gets placed everywhere else. You got jets on it because who doesn't like jets? So we can jet yes. it around. You can put yourself Shit. in a building. You can rent. I want to be on the sixth floor. So I'm going to, that's my real estate. Hovering right? home. My space yeah. is there. Maybe I'm just going to rent like a land lease where I'll, you know, have it there. Maybe I'm going to go to Curacao and I'm going to ship it down there for a week and I'm going to be on the beach. I'm just saying that's where I think the world is going. Thanks for tuning in. I that think that's where things show. are heading. If you like, sure. if you like what we're doing and you like the live shows, we'll try to do it again. I know there was no skit or anything else that was cool. Um, check out join the team. Nothing cool. Check out uh, our channel. Like, subscribe, comment. We've got a charity that we're supporting. Yes. We'll see in the um, uh, comments. It's called Emily's House. Next week. Uh, <laughs> Not we'll, post, we'll post it eventually on one of the videos. <laughs> um, you can go and just look up uh, uh, Frank Leo on getleo.com. We've got a link for Emily's House. It's a children's hospice. So you can imagine what that place is like. It's something we support every year. We raise a lot of money for them. So if you guys can go check that out, I really appreciate it. But let us know what you thought about the live video today. And uh, we'll uh, we'll definitely do it again in the future, unless you guys hated it, and then we'll never do it again. But I don't know if we'll listen or not. We probably will do it again. TK, Darryl, thank you job. so much for joining us today. Everybody else, all 150 of you, that's pretty cool. Thank you, everybody else. Yeah. That was pretty fun. I don't know how to end this. I think I pressed this little X button in the corner. All right. Love you guys. See you next week. Oh, bye.